You are listening to Right Off The Bus. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Right Off The Bus, Pat. Episode 39 on this Wednesday, September 22nd, man. Who we got for episode 39, Pat? Uh, I had to do some digging for this one. Well, it's never like digging, but I would for just finding a famous player of any sport to wear a certain number <laughs> the amount of digging which was like three maybe three links to find you know roy campanella yeah three th- yeah probably three <laughs> links whereas usually it's just one like even last week with kurt Schilling was like one link this week was three links finding roy campanella and this is reaching too because he was a catcher for the brooklyn dodgers which obviously not a thing anymore but that was way back in the day but he was a I, and I had heard this name, but I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not well versed on baseball history, but he was a three time MVP, eight time all star in the MLB. Uh, he had played in the leagues before that, before the MLB actually, f- like, I don't know, before it formed or just before it uh, expanded. But yeah, it's the Roy Campanella episode. If anyone's a Brooklyn Dodgers fan <laughs> or they have grandparents who are Brooklyn Dodgers fans. Pat, as someone who spent a bunch of time in Cooperstown as a kid, man, you should know Roy Campanella, man. This I should. I've been to the Baseball Hall of Fame like <laughs> six times, so I should know that. Absolute legend, the man. Not one I would have known for 39, but it's got me thinking, Pat. We're a couple episodes away from Pat Ricard again, man. We, oh, that's right. We, yeah, he have, will be 42. Going to have a Pat Ricard episode coming up soon, man. Yeah, we'll have but. to remember that one. That'll be good. And we will talk about his Ravens later in the episode, but Pat to start, man, as always, like I, you know, I got to sign up for something to push myself a little. So I got a half marathon in two weeks, not quite prepared for it, but we're going to grind it out. I'll be out in your neck of the woods, man. It's at Fort Hill. It's at, uh, it's at that brewery. Oh, okay. it's, it's the one I ran a couple of years ago. It's East Hampton or Northampton or. Yeah. I can't of, remember exactly where Fort Hill is, but I know it's right Hamptons. around here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of like local breweries around here that are all just in mountain towns. It's every town yeah. gets to be kind of the same. And what's funny is, you know, I just came from my shift at uh, pops fine wines, but um, we carry Fort Hill, man. So, you know, there's a bunch of beer that I still get from them out here, which is awesome. So they could sponsor us. I'm Chandler sure. is running. Chandler is running their half marathon. Maybe we'll have, we'll reach out. May have to put a good word in while I'm over there. Uh, tell them tell them I got a big time sports podcast that they should. You'll have to win. In. That's what you'll have to do. You'll have to win. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be more at a like nine forty five pace than like a <laughs> get, uh, six thirty. Get training pace, for like the both of us here. We need it. <laughs> oh man, that that would not interested in any of that. But what's going on, Pat? What, what you got, man? I got nothing going on, but I will say for for everyone, it, it well, tomorrow is when this comes out is the first day of fall. But mm. obviously for the New England listeners, which I'm sure is most people, you know, New, uh, fall is a big deal. So I, I'm a big fan of fall. I love fall. So for New England, we got fall starting tomorrow officially. It's It's been a little colder in the mornings. I don't know if you felt it. You go out and runs in the morning. So it's it's been colder. It's been nice. But uh, I'm, ex- la- I'm always excited for fall. I ran last night. It was 53 degrees at 7:30. I was like, man, this is crazy. That's but nice. I do do like the fall weather. I'm not a fall beer guy, though, Pat. I'm not an Oktoberfest or a pumpkin guy, so that's it's not quite no my pumpkin. vibe. If I no. see, if I decide to go to the Biggie, uh, I will. I will get some pumpkin beers because you got to. They got like the Sam Adams Garden there, and then they got like the other yeah. craft brew stands. 
And are you, you know, gonna get the are you gonna get the rimmer the little oh, absolutely sugar that if you get a pumpkin <laughs> beer you gotta have like the cinnamon sugar on deck you know rimmed on the glass you gotta like heart you know full committing on Ted Lasso I'd be full committing on my pumpkin beers <laughs> and I go all the way you know I go full I, fall I go full New England I don't blame you man flannels plaid yeah. and all it's 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 a vibe man it's it flannel really Fridays is. at work I've been getting my pumpkin coffee at Duncan it's just it's, it's back. It's the best time of the year. You got football. It's like football, fall. You know, it's it's just a good combo. Well, happy fall to all those listeners out there, man. And we are going to get into some football, two of Pat's favorite things. But first, a couple of headlines, <laughs> short list this week. Not much going on in the world of sports, uh, you know, that we pay attention to or care about. So we got we got some obscure ones to start, Pat. But, yeah, you know, we brought up the half Thor fight last week. You know, Brett asked about him. And then we looked it up. He had that fight on Saturday. You want to dive into this a little bit, Pat? We didn't even know it was happening. I know. And <laughs> it was, I was like, oh, it's only 10 bucks. But I wasn't even around Saturday, so I didn't buy it. I didn't bother watching it. But I obviously had to do the research. And I did. So I didn't know what Half Thor had cut down to for weight. Because if you've seen pictures of him, he looks ripped. Like, he doesn't yeah. look like the world's, like, strongest man anymore. But he looks just about, like, the world's just most built man scariest 6'9 <laughs> but he's only 322 for a guy who's 6'9 pure muscle and he's about 50 pounds bigger than his opponent Devin Laurat I think is how you say his name who happened to be a Canadian arm wrestler too but that other guy weighed in like 273 so he was just about 50 pounds lighter so it didn't seem like a fair fight right there and not a, on top of that half Thor had a year and a half of preparation and then Larat only had six weeks. So compared to like a year and a half of getting in shape, fighting shape and training and shadow boxing and sparring, this other guy pretty much from what I have gathered on internet research that he had six weeks to prepare. So it doesn't surprise me that Half Thor, the mountain from Game of Thrones, went on to win by first round TKO. It wasn't a clean, you know, out cold knockout, but he won by TKO, which I guess I'm not surprised by. No, I'm happy for him. I, I am you love too, the man. mountain. You got it, dude. Absolutely. And it, it does have you thinking like, what's his next fight? Who is large enough to box this guy? Jake like, Paul. We should do did, Jake Paul versus Half Thor. <laughs> that would be fun. Did, did you watch any highlights of this at all? Like, did you see any of the fight? Yeah, it was it was just a first round knockout. Like Half Thor did get cut. He did get uh, caught with one good punch, but he just had too much pressure on the other guy. And how do you just, look? He just it wasn't much. Of a, he looked okay, but he, he's just huge, like six nine. I think Tyson Fury is six nine. Actually, it's funny. Like these guys are similar size, but you look at body types. Compare it like Half Thor to Tyson Fury. Tyson was like two seventy something, but six nine, like two seventy something, compared to like Half Thor. Half Thor is built. Tyson has like almost like a beer belly. Like he just looks like a guy you would see, like a really tall like bar fighter. Yeah who happens uh, to be the best heavyweight in the world. (laughs) Seriously, dude. Imagine if you took LeBron and added 60 pounds of pure muscle. Yeah. What he would look like. That's pretty much. Yeah. That's what you get. That's wild, man. Uh, I don't know who's big enough to fight him, dude. Can we get a pair of boxing gloves on Brock Lesnar or something, man? Like just, I don't know. It's the only thing that would compare. I mean, and Brock even used to get down to 265. I'm sure now in his WWE days, strictly WWE, he's probably closer to 300, but I don't know. I would like to see that. Hey man, I'd watch. 
I'd watch it and something I did not watch, Pat, but apparently it was fantastic to see, man. Iman Shumpert. Yes. Yeah, new, <laughs> new star on Dancing with the Stars. I know. I saw the high, I don't know the girl he danced with, but I saw that they get weirder and weirder contestants on the show as it goes. <laughs> I, I don't know if they did it during COVID before now, like in between 2019 and now, but they always get weirder contestants. And now Amon Shumpert was on there, which is just the last person I expected to be on there for whatever reason. But athletes do make sense because they're naturally gifted. Just I feel like most athletes, there's a lot that can dance, especially basketball players. But uh, Amon Shumper killed it. I saw some highlights on Twitter. I didn't, you know, watch it live. I'm not a big, uh, not a big dancing, dancing guy or dancing with the stars guy or those talent shows for that matter. But I did watch Amon Shumper kill it and it was pretty impressive. I would, I would recommend going to watch it. Right, man. Cause you look at someone like that and you'd have no idea. Like, no like, idea. Oh, wow. This nope. dude just did some training and he's nice with it. He's, no, and his hair doesn't dancer. look like he, he doesn't have the same hair as he used to, which is nice. <laughs> man, I used to love playing with him on Shumpert in 2K, man. You could, you could strip anyone with him, man. He, great hands. Yeah. And he, the, he should go ahead. No, I was going to say the strict athleticism too. lay down some yams. Absolutely, man. I feel like he's young. I feel like he should still be on a team, but what do I know? He's yeah. He can't be in his thirties yet. He is. He's got to be young. I really, you could do a quick Google, but I I don't, I don't think he's in his thirties, but uh, you can prove me wrong or prove me right, right here. 31, 31. All right. That makes sense. Now staying in the basketball world, if we can consider this the basketball world, um, Ben Simmons officially not reporting to training camp and just not going to play another game for the Sixers, man. There's been reports that he said, I want to play for a California team. I'll play for the Warriors, Clippers, mm-hmm. or Lakers. And like, it's like, I don't, I don't think he really has that kind of agency here, Pat. I don't know no. if Ben Simmons is getting to choose where he goes, man. The only California team I could see him on would be the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> like, Yeah, and that would be a rough ride. I don't think he'd be too happy there. Buddy healed Harrison Barnes in a pick. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The only thing that would benefit Ben Simmons in uh, Sacramento would just be like the lack of limelight, the lack of pressure. Yeah. You know, Philly, it's like they, they demand success there, especially after the whole trust the process thing and beads, the rest of their team was falling into place. And then they were kind of relying on Ben Simmons. So for him to do this, which we all kind of saw was coming as it was, I mean, we, we knew he wasn't going to report to training camp. And they're going to be without him for the season. He said he's probably not playing another game for them. And I guess he conveyed that message to them a long time ago, but they were holding out hope maybe. I don't know what they're going to do now with a trade package, but they're not going to get enough value in return. Yeah, I don't know what you do with Ben Simmons at this point, but there is trade value out there. And they're, like he will be traded before the season. The season's mm-hmm. about a month away. If he's saying, I'm not playing another game, This isn't a player that you let hold out. I mean, there's too much value. There's too much talent there. People forget Ben Simmons is a perennial all-defensive, you know, team of the year guy. Mm -hmm. He is a perennial all-star. He averages like 17, 8, and 8 a game. Like, he's a fantastic player. He's just in his head. He has no confidence, and his team has no confidence in him. He needs a new situation, and he can thrive in a new situation. I have zero doubt in my mind that Ben Simmons can go average a triple double on any team that he wants to be on. It's just, yeah, no doubt. can he, can he fulfill that role? Can he just play power forward rather than point guard? Can he be okay with getting 10 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds a game? I don't know. Uh, it's weird because his mentality, 
is super weird. I think it's I think it's kind of damaged. Dude, after the stuff Embiid said, after mm-hmm. the stuff Doc Rivers said, like you kind of feel for the kid at a point, man. It's, yeah, it's been a huge falling out. Traumatizing too, which is probably what you're getting at. It's, I mean, I don't know where you go from here. Your confidence is probably rattled, I would imagine. Wherever you end up next, so hopefully he can adjust and hopefully uh, the team will welcome him in and he can find, you know, just a new a new life to his career. And he does make $35 million a year or whatever, so, so I don't, I don't I feel, feel too bad for him. I don't feel too bad at the end of the day. <laughs> We retract that. We don't feel as bad for Ben Simmons. And we yeah. did when when Joe Hagen filled in for you on that episode, man. It was a Ben Simmons hate podcast. Like it was terrible. We were just shot after shot after shot at that poor kid. I know. I think I said a while ago, I was like, I don't want him on the Celtics. But now I think about it, I'm like, you know, we just paid Marcus Smart. <laughs> we got Dennis Schroeder. It's like I, you know, I wouldn't have minded throwing Ben Simmons at the point guard position, especially yeah, with the pieces we got. Yeah. I don't know why I ever said that. I got to take that back right now. Man, Public I don't retraction know. of that statement. If Brad Stevens finds a way to get Al Horford and Marcus Smart on the Sixers for Ben Simmons, I'd be happy. That's all I'm saying. I would yeah, I'd be okay ben with Simmons that. As much as we do love Marcus Smart. Yeah, I know. Absolutely, man. But, Pat, now it's time for the bulk of the show. It's time to get on to football, man. Another fantastic week in the NFL. Week two did not disappoint by any means, no. man. No, not at all. But first, Pat, how'd we do in fantasy? Oh, we did good. Actually, yeah. My other my other league last night, the big one. I uh I was down so I was down big because of Derrick Henry on the other kids team. Mm. And Lamar came in Sunday night, got me 32 to get me close. He got me, I needed 16 out of TJ Hawkinson, and Hawkinson got me 20. And uh so TJ won me. It came down to Monday night football, man, which Ooh. always makes me nervous. And TJ Hawkinson got the dub. So I hope for anyone that's listening that also plays fantasy, I hope TJ did not burn you. I hope maybe you had him on your team because I'm liking that draft pick that I made with TJ. Absolutely, man. I got absolutely throttled in our league, which is uh, which is our my only <laughs> team, man. Carter killed me. After the Thursday night game, I had like a 63% chance to win the game. Like mm-hmm. I was going to blow them out. A bunch of players underperformed. Jarvis Landry's out after the first quarter. I was like, okay, never mind. This, yeah. this week's a wash. And uh, yeah, man, it's tough. And condolences to anyone that played against Aaron Jones this week, too, because Aaron that's Jones tough. In that's a a, a Monday night football. You come in, it's like you get screwed like that. You think you're going to win. Monday night football comes around. The guy scores 41 <laughs> points or whatever he did. He almost matched Derrick Henry. That's it's tough to be. It's tough to beat. I was shocked that I beat Derrick Henry this week. Cooper Cup is what killed me, man. He That's another like one. Yeah, six or thirty-seven. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, yep. man. Kid was firing. But Pat, let's get into the episode, or you know, not the episode, but the segment with football, man. Week two review. So the Raiders, yeah, man. Raiders beat the Steelers, man. I mean. Are these Raiders legit, dude? These two wins have been yeah. really, really impressive. Is Gruden get finally, is he finally putting the pieces together? Derek Carr looks really good, which is my yeah. biggest takeaway because the Steelers really didn't even look that bad. Like uh, Big Ben did have a pick. I think Deontay Johnson got hurt too. He still had, Deontay Johnson had a good game. The Steelers looked Dude. okay, but the Raiders defense looked pretty solid. Their offense looked even better. Henry Ruggs had that huge touchdown from uh, from Derek Carr. So yeah. Darren Waller had another consistent game. I mean, he's going to get at least five catches a game, 60 plus receiving yards, probably a touchdown. He didn't, he didn't score uh, in that game, but 
he's going to score a lot of games. So the Steelers do have a lot of good pieces. Josh Jacobs wasn't even healthy. It was all in Kenyon Drake in the run game mostly. So when they have full health, Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, and then all the pieces they have, I mean, they, they could very well be legit, at least more than 500 to me. I mean, they've come out and beat the Ravens and the Steelers, two of the best teams in probably the best overall division in football right now. So I was very impressed with them. And the Steelers will be fine. Yeah, no, they will be fine. And I'll only say the NFC West is better, but then I think that it's uh, the AFC. That's North. fair. That's it, fair. It's it fantastic divisions all around, man. But I, I was going to say, man, that Henry Ruggs touchdown, Derek Carr on that, man. I mean, yeah. Derek Carr looks elite. Like on those mm-hmm. throws, he looks elite. And it's very surprising. Like I've loved Derek Carr, man. After hearing Marcus talk about him on this podcast, it's like, how do you not root for the guy? He's nicest guy in the world. He walks around wearing faith, his faith on his sleeve. Like, you want to root for the guy, man. It feels like you finally can. Like mm-hmm. you said, like Gruden has gotten it together. It looks like it's one of those defenses too, where you look at all these defensive guys and you don't know their names, but they're out <laughs> there making plays. And you feel like Gruden finally has his type of players. He's built mm-hmm. his team and he's putting his system in place, man. It's interesting. I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what this Raiders team does. And the biggest thing for me with the Raiders is that they've all, like Derek Carr has always been a game manager and they've lacked kind of a big playability, at least compared to other teams in the NFL. Yeah. But if they can get the Henry Ruggs connection down, who is just an ex- such an explosive wide receiver so fast, it's unbelievable. He's he was just lapping guys out there. So if you can actually hit him on big plays, Henry Ruggs is going to be a huge asset. And then you have Darren Waller always has big play capability so between those two guys and if they can find the henry ruggs connection finally then their car stats are going to go way up he could be in for a great year and so could the raiders and ruggs i think was the first receiver taken in that year's draft last yeah year, i believe right? he I mean, was mm-hmm. he needs to fulfill those expectations man it looks like he's doing it now yeah he looks I th- and i think he will i think he'll have a good year Raiders, man, team to keep an eye on without a doubt. Now, Pat, I'm just going to let you take it away with this next one, man. I know. Just Ravens, I, man. These Ravens. Uh, I know. And I did have to go to bed at halftime because I just could. I like I obviously woke up and watched all the rest of the highlights. So I didn't see us win, but I did. I went to bed. We were down at the half and things were not looking good. I was feeling pretty bleak about it. I was like. We're, you know, we're going to lose to the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs always look better in the second half, too. At least that's and they're just coming off that second half comeback against the Browns. So I was like, there's no way they're going to blow it in the second half. So not only, you know, tired, I get up for work in the morning. My team's losing. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. I'll figure it out in the morning. And uh, I wake up and we had won. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. Had to watch all the highlights. Oh, so pumped. Lamar flipping, <laughs> doing his flip. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. I know I was, that made me a little, uh, a little worried. I was like, we don't need to be doing that, you know, <laughs> in getting injured. That's the last thing we need is another injury, let alone to our starting quarterback. But you see all the tweets saying like, Lamar, sign your contract now, please. Like stop doing flips, get yeah. your money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what can you say? Like the team looked good. Obviously our defense didn't, but it's, it's the chiefs, chiefs. putting up 35 points, but Hey, we put up 36. Lamar had 107 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. He did have those two picks in the first half, which did not look good, but credit to him and the home crowd definitely helped, but credit to him. He, he came back. He didn't let it, that get to his head. Marquise Brown had a huge game. He was, you know, the biggest staple of the offense, obviously. Our run game looked pretty good too. 
uh, we continue to use both Tyson Williams and uh, a little bit with Latavius Murray, too, who also scored. So the offense was the biggest thing. Our defense is going to have to improve, even though we were playing Mahomes. But it's a good sign that we were able to beat the Chiefs finally. And Lamar said it. He said it feels like, you know, we got that monkey off our back because Mm -hmm. it's always going to be the like Lamar versus Mahomes when they play, even when they don't play, because they're two of the youngest, best quarterbacks in the league. But when they go to head, they go head to head. I don't know if Lamar had even beaten them yet. I don't know if Lamar had beaten Mahomes. No, he hadn't. Yeah. So we finally got that win. So that definitely feels good. I'm not sure if we play them again this season, but either way, if we meet them in the playoffs, it feels good that we got the edge over them in this game. Yeah. Yeah. The only way you guys could meet would be the playoffs. And that would be a great game, man. And you like, like you said, this does feel like a monkey off the back, man. I mean, especially with Lamar throwing two interceptions in the first half, the mm-hmm. fact that he was able to, you know, put this team on his back and get that win. I mean, he was the best player in every facet of the offense. I yeah, mean, absolutely. The ball like crazy passing. Well, And man, I mean, like you said, this is confidence. If you meet up again, you know, this is, there's a lot of confidence that that comes with a win like this. And I think that's a huge part of it. I really Mm -hmm. do. And I saw a post that reportedly said Marquise Brown had both his girlfriends at the game and then he balled out. So I just want to give a shout out to Hollywood Brown because that's respect. Do you remember when Lou Williams would do that? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, it's, it, you'd have them sitting courtside together. I'm like, how is, how is this? Your life? They just get like, along, is, but he balled out. I mean, <laughs> he had a great game. Life. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we love that. All right, man. Next game, King Henry, man. The Titans are back and they beat the Seahawks in a good game, man. What, what was your takeaway here? That was an impressive win. Not it only was. on, it was, yeah, they were on the road, right? They were in Seattle. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's terrible that I don't know that, but uh, I will double check. Yeah, they were in Seattle, Yeah, but oh, that was a tough loss for Seattle, but I was very impressed with the Titans because the Seahawks really should have won that game. They let it go to OT. The Titans win the coin toss. Mm-hmm. They come down. They get the field goal. It's a great win, especially after losing the first week in such rough fashion. They needed a bounce back win, and even with a few calls that didn't go their way, like uh, the Julio touchdown where like his his heel was out of bounds but his toe got down I, I don't even know I couldn't give my opinion on that call but it was it was very impressive it absolutely was and I gotta tell you man you know when I'm watching this game I'm thinking about Derrick Henry like where what's his legacy all time mm-hmm. like we need to start talking about this guy in some yeah. all-time conversations but the biggest thing for me is the longevity like he is just taking hits and hits and he's giving out more hits. <laughs> this guy's so big, so powerful, man. And normally when you see something like this, bodies break down pretty easily. Mm-hmm. This guy is unbelievable. What did he have? 150 or no, he had like 180 yards and three touchdowns or something like that. He All has- three touchdowns in the second half too. And most of those rushing yards. I think he had, uh, I think he had like six fantasy points and just standard PPR scoring six fantasy points at halftime. He ended up with 47. So that'll speak for itself. Yeah. I think he had like 180 yards and uh, three touchdowns caught a few passes. If I remember correctly too. He did. Yeah. And um, if I'm remembering this stat correctly, he now has 10 games with 150 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Like that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like this guy is something else, man. And I'm interested how long he can continue to do this. And where does he start getting into those all-time conversations? You know, like that has to happen at some point. I know 
This guy's pretty incredible. Well, if he starts to catch passes regularly like this too, like I, he has six catches for 55 yards. That's the one thing he's never done in the offense is be a receiving back as well. If Derrick Henry starts catching passes too, yeah. if he can run for 150 plus yards and catch for 50 plus yards and he gets a couple touchdowns and this is just on a regular basis, even if it doesn't happen every game. I mean, this <laughs> he already is in glorified air, but we're really going to have to start talking about it if he continues to do this, especially, I mean, even just for this season. I absolutely agree, man. He is something special to watch now. Pat, Chargers and Cowboys, man, there was this, there was a crazy ending to this game too. There's a lot of weird endings in the NFL this week, man, but another one score loss for these Chargers, man. We yeah. need a graphic on this. How I know. many one score losses? And that was, like, that was my biggest takeaway. It was that both teams didn't look great, but the fact that the Chargers came out on the losing end, you never want to see your team lose, but again, for the Chargers to lose by one score, I feel bad, and I hope that it's just not, a consistent theme across this season. Cause that's, if we're thinking about the charges, I mean, they have pretty much all the pieces they need to be successful. I mean, I took them as a dark horse last week, if I remember correctly, Yep. to make it to the super bowl with a real outside shot, but it's cause they're fully capable, but it depends on if they can eliminate one score losses like that. They got to figure out a way to win in that in crunch time when the game is on the line, whether it's on defense or on offense, they got to figure out how they can come on top come out on top in one position, one score games. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, they scored twice at the end of the game, but both touchdowns were taken away by penalties. And it's like, man, Herbert is getting the ball where it needs to be throws two scores when you Mm -hmm. need it. But those penalties, those little mistakes, that's what causes a one loss game, man. It's that discipline and, uh, Mm -hmm. or one score loss, I should say, but yeah, tough game for the chargers for sure, man. And, the Cardinals, man, beat the Vikings. And I mean, of course, you know, another crazy end, man. Kicker missing the game-winning field goal for the Vikings, right? Yeah, that's got to feel bad for the Vikings oh. scoring, what, 33 points and still losing? That's that's not good. And it's like the Chiefs scoring 35 and still losing to the Ravens. So you never, you never want to put up that many points. Unless it's like college football, you can never expect to put up that many points and still lose. Your defense has to do something. And the Cardinals do have a great offense. Rondale Moore had a big game. DeAndre Hopkins had another good game. So the Cardinals look great. Even though they did luck out, they still continue to look great. They're 2-0 now. I think it's going to continue for them. And uh, just like that, I mean, that's – it was very lucky, but that's, you know, the Chargers could learn something is what my point was going to (laughs) be. I hear that, man. Dude, A.J. Green with his first touchdown, too, for the Cardinals, man. Remember when AJ Green was a top five receiver in the league for like seven years? I mean, he may get back to some pretty great form in Arizona. I mean, you got DeAndre Hopkins, you got AJ Green, Rondell Moore was a second round pick. Like they got a great offense, man. And Kyler Murray's special. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kyler Murray has to be in that top seven or eight quarterbacks in the league. If you're looking at guys that you want on the field, man, he's so dynamic the way he runs the ball, throws the ball and seems like he's a pretty good leader too. You mm-hmm. see him with the baby Yoda celebration after <laughs> yeah. scoring, man. It's he's funny, man. The team loves him. Phenomenal player. He's fantastic. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Russell Wilson, just with like the mobility, the way he's making throws on the run. He's a good leader. He's, he does remind me of just a different version smaller version of uh russell wilson yeah man and i mean what a great comparison I mean, exactly for, for not, Kyler a Murray. not even if we're <laughs> just a- talking body type and play style yeah that's a great comparison 
It's exactly who he would want to be, man. I mean, Super Bowl champion and everything. Now, Eagles look a lot worse in week two, man. I mean, such a dominant win in week one. And the 49ers defense absolutely showed out, man. Mm -hmm. I'll say the 49ers offense, it didn't look great. But, I mean, when you can hold the Eagles to a few points, you're guaranteed to win. And that was the big, I mean, that was the big thing against the Lions was that their defense blew it. They put up plenty of points in that game. I think they had like 42 points against the Lions, but so they just couldn't put everything together. So it turned into, you know, the offense couldn't get it going, but their defense turned up. So the fact that at least one was able to come up huge and they still got the win, that's big for them. But yeah, the Eagles did not look good. 49ers D was great. Uh, I, I like the 49ers team and I do, I do still like the Eagles. I think with Jalen hurts at the helm, I, th- I think they'll win more games than they lose this year. Uh, I don't know about playoffs. It depends how it works out or if they'll have a successful year, even in the playoffs. I don't think so, but I, I the Eagles will win more games than they lose this year. Ooh, really? I, I think I so. I, don't, I do not feel that way, man. I felt like this is kind of the Eagles team that we were expecting. Like I thought it's a good 49ers team though. You know, it is, it's a good 49ers team. It is. And there's, there's a lot of holes to fill for the Eagles. There's still a lot left to figure out, but you see that one 91 yard player to Quez Watkins, man, Jalen hurts can really throw the ball. And I'm with you. I think he's Mm -hmm. a good leader. And I think that he can, he can be the franchise quarterback there. I just don't think, I, I think it's a couple of years away. I, you know, he might have to grind through a couple of You don't think they can win there. more games than they lose this year? I don't would think be, that uh, there's would be nine and eight, nine and eight this year. I don't think there's any chance they're over 500. And right? I wasn't saying, you know, 12 <laughs> and five, but I am I saying, know. I am saying nine and eight could be realistic. I if cannot. I, if I clarify. <laughs> no, I can't see nine and eight at all, but <laughs> that's, that's just right. me. I just, no, that's, I don't, Hey, that's, uh, that's why you're doing better. Well, you had a great week in picks and I did not. So (laughs) my opinions aren't getting me anywhere. Yeah. Those, those first, first two weeks, man, we'll, we'll definitely talk about those picks before we do the next pick them, man, but it's close, Pat. We're only, we're only one game off of each other. I only have a one game lead right now. So, so who knows? It was a rough first week for you. (laughs) It was, it was very bad. Six and 10 that week, man. But another team, Man, Pat, you put here, we overrated the Saints, man, specifically Jameis. I, I especially, man, I have to apologize for that one, man. I really do. I said Jameis is out here being an MVP candidate. Like That was, man, a, big, that was a big man. jump to a conclusion. I did that say was, maybe we overrated them. I still think they're a great team. It, it does depend largely on the play of Jameis, though. But if you're losing to the Panthers, man, like the Panthers should not be beating the Saints team. I don't care that Michael Thomas is out. I don't care that Jameis had a bad game. Man, the Panthers should not be be beating the Saints team at all. (laughs) No, I I really (laughs) overrated the Saints and Jameis. Like, I just, I got to apologize to the listeners for that one. (laughs) The Saints just couldn't get anything going, though. Like, Alvin Kamara had five rushing yards. Well, you know, what are you going to do with that? They just couldn't get anything going. And it's tough to get the pass game going if you can't establish the run game. So it's it's very tough. I don't know. Kamara didn't have a good game. Jameis did not have a good game. The Saints just, as a whole, needed to play better. Sam Darnold, 2-0 for the Panthers. We it's like interesting. it. We like it. Did it's you see somebody at someone in the media asked Zach Wilson if he was seeing ghosts out there? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I did have it here, but you know, we'll just talk about it now. But because yeah, that's a good dude, segue. I didn't hear but that. They, they asked Zach Wilson if he was seeing ghosts. And it is if I guess you know what New York, whatever, New Jersey media has a uh, no chill because 
although it is valid because at one point in the game, he had four completions and four interceptions. So it's, you know, it's a valid, I guess, not even a critique. It's really just an insult. But yeah, they have no chill to even ask that question. I mean, you could phrase it differently than just <laughs> saying, oh, are you seeing ghosts out there? Just bringing it back to Darnold. But I don't know. Wilson deserved a little. He definitely deserved to be critiqued after that game, but not insulted like like that by the media. It was, it, he was disrespected. He was disrespected. I, I didn't know that. I find it pretty funny, but obviously because I'm a Pats fan. No, it was Jets, funny. So <laughs> it was funny. It was bold. But, man, yeah, four interceptions for Zach Wilson, man. Looks terrible. And, I, Pat, I don't know if you watched this game or saw any of the interceptions, man. Like, they were four bad interceptions. Like, No, they were bad, yeah, decision-making. It was bad decision-making. Like, terrible, man. And, you know, it's just Bill against a rookie quarterback, right? Just absolutely dominates them, frustrates them. Mm-hmm. And rookies have zero success against Bill Belichick. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so my question good is su- – how yep. deep how deep into the interceptions do we look just because rookie QBs notoriously struggle against Bill? Peyton Manning led the league in interceptions his rookie year. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it happens, but four on four really bad throws, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's when it becomes a problem. And that's when it's like, how does how do you come back from this in the next week? Because his confidence has to be shaken right now. He mm-hmm. threw three interceptions in his final year at BYU. Three wow. interceptions for his last season in college. And, and he already matched that in his second game, man. And, a, you know, this is, this is going to be big for the jets. How do you react? For, yeah. You know, after well, they, and, they traveled to Denver next Sunday. So that's looking like it's going to be a tough matchup again because they I'm have not, a good defense. Yeah. It's going to be, a, it could be a struggle, but good on the Patriots too. You can't just, you know, knock the, the jets play. The Patriots had a great showing. And uh, what do you think they about did. the Patriots in that game? Yeah, I was going to say the the Pats did have a good showing. The Pats defense is really solid, so we can't ignore that. Like they're going to be a top 10 defense all year. I'm confident mm-hmm. in that. And they also don't have Stefan Gilmore. You have four interceptions in your secondary and you don't have the best cornerback in football. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, it, you know, maybe we can say Jalen Ramsey, someone else, but I'm going to go Stefan Gilmore. And also, yeah. I think Mac Jones, another just really solid game. Like mm-hmm. da- Damien Harris was awesome, but. Mac Jones, man, you just take care of the ball. I mean, he he looked a little bit off with some of the pressure in the first half, but he's a rookie quarterback. He'll learn throwing the ball very well. I'm excited back about Mac Jones, and I'm excited about the Patriots. I mean, they they're looking like they're gonna have a solid year. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely looking be, forward to it. Lots to be excited about. Now, sticking in the staying in the division, man, the Bills and the Dolphins, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> you and may I will pick the Dolphins just for fun last week, but I would say that was my worst pick of the week, and hopefully is my worst pick all year because that was bad. Not only did they they get shut out, it was thirty five to nothing. The yeah. Dol- they looked bad. They looked all around bad. We both and picked I, the Saints too this week, which was pretty rough. That was pretty bad, but <laughs> but not to, as bad. See, to our credit. At least like 98% of the country probably picked the Saints yes. in that game. <laughs> I would say 98% of the country probably picked the Bills in this game. Right. And I picked the Dolphins. <laughs> and but nobody expected them to get beat like that. Not not even close. I expect yeah, I thought if the Dolphins were gonna win, it would be like pulling it out like it was gonna be yeah. my field goal. But the other way around, I mean the Bills just dominated them in every facet. And we kind of we didn't trash on the Bills last week, but we did say maybe we overrated them. And the Dolphins are a decent team. I mean, they mm-hmm. 
certainly no slouches on defense, but they they took it to the Dolphins, and I I don't know what to make. I can't make heads or tails of it. I don't, I don't know how bad, like the Dolphins looked very bad. I don't know if that's how bad they're actually going to be. And I don't know if the bills are actually that good. I, I really can't make any solid conclusions based off of that game. Yeah. And part of why I can't make a conclusion on the bills is because Josh Allen still hasn't gotten it going yet this year. Like yesterday, the story was the run game in their defense. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't about Josh Allen and Singletary looked awesome. Moss looked awesome. So yeah, I don't know what to make of the Bills, man, but 35 nothing, you can't take anything away from that. You know? Yeah, certainly because... no positives for the Dolphins. Yeah. I, I don't know where you go from here, I guess, is my and is I, my one point. I guess you hope two was healthy too, because he's out with a rib injury and Jacoby yes. Brissett was in there. So yes. well, you know, hope hope two I was healthy. I did see Jacoby and yep, yep. You, yeah, you don't want that to be the case. <laughs> no, you do not, man. And last game we're gonna uh talk about from week two, Rogers and the Packers, man. Take down those Lions, Pat. And uh, it was a good win. And it was the Aaron Jones week for sure. Four touchdowns, just absolutely dominant, man. Uh, so we, uh, how, how are we feeling about Rogers week two now? In these better. We're, you know, yeah. we're feeling better about it. The MVP race might still be a long shot, even after just two games. But we're feeling better about the Packers in general. I know it was the Lions and they were going into Lambeau, but... They won the Packers won by 18 points, which is good. Aaron Jones looked great, which was the biggest. The biggest thing to me was that they got the run game going like that. Mm. For Aaron Jones to have as good of a game as he did, if they can establish the run game like that, it's going to make room for Aaron Rodgers to let it fly and connect with Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, all the guys he has, all they scantling. So uh, it, it's a good sign for the Packers. I absolutely agree, man. And that's the thing. Like, it's not like, oh, the Packers are back. But it's like, all right, hey, steady improvement. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's what they do next week, too, man. You know, Definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think they will. I, th- I don't have any question in my mind that Rodgers, Devontae Adams and all those guys are going to get it going this year. I, I have no worries about it. Yeah. And in, uh, in week three, which we'll get to it anyways, they oh, they play the 49ers. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, that should be a good game. That's going to be a great game. But Pat, it is time to get into picks yeah. for week. I was like, three, I'll man. let that marinate and see who yeah. I'm gonna pick when the <laughs> when the game comes up. I because I honestly don't know yet. I know that's that's a, that's, that's a big t- game. Man. <laughs> that's a tough call. Feeling like we're getting blessed with great games every single week, man. That's the beauty of this league. I love it right now. But Pat, I said it last week, the Thursday night game, no one asked for. I'm feeling it again, man. Panthers at Texans, man. Who we got? I don't know why they do this to us. (laughs) But for some reason, I do feel like this could be a weirdly entertaining game. Like the Texans did put 37 points against the Jaguars in week one. And the Panthers are 2-0. But they're playing at the Texans. So there, it could be an entertaining game. We get to see McCaffrey in prime time. See how Darnold does. I will take the Panthers though, just because they're two and zero. Darnold looks great. They look great. The Texans are still the Texans. Deshaun Watson's not going to play, and uh, I will take the Panthers. And if I'm not mistaken, Tyrod Taylor got hurt in Week Two. Like he, I believe he did. Yes. Yeah. So by I don't that know alone, to what extent. I don't either, but for that alone, like I would pick the Panthers anyways, but you have one of the best quarterbacks in football in Deshaun Watson, who's not playing. You have a yep. phenomenal backup in Tyrod Taylor who got hurt. So I'm going to go Panthers. Davis there. Mills went in, uh, he went eight <laughs> for 18 with 102 yards and a TD and a pick. So if Davis Mills is starting on Thursday, which of course Tyrod gets hurt and it's the Thursday week game, which yeah, they, right. he just has no rest time to try to recover for Sunday or Monday. Yeah. Short week. So. Davis Mills likely starting. 
I don't know. Mark Ingram's going to have to do a lot of work on the run game for, <laughs> for that to have for the Texans to have any chance of winning. Mark Ingram fantasy week this week, man, I guess now, yeah. but yeah, McCaff and the Panthers all the way here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Panthers Colts at Titans, man. Who we got? Ah, Titans looked good at home too. Colts are Owen too. Yeah. I don't know. Colts got like the hard knocks crew coming. I don't I don't know when that filming starts, but uh, I don't I don't think yet. But uh, I would take I would take the Titans in this game. They impressed me against the Seahawks. I did not expect them. I tell you what, after week one, I probably would have picked the Colts. But after what the Titans did last week, they seemed to figure it out a little bit. They had a great comeback. Good tenacity. Derrick Henry got it going. If they can figure out how to get Derrick Henry get going, if they can figure out how to get Derrick Henry going like they did against the Seahawks, then it's a wrap and I will take the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Titans here too. And like you said, Derrick Henry, he's, he's in his mode now and he's just going to be running over people every single week. I'm looking forward to the matchup with him and Darius Leonard, who might be the best inside linebacker in football, you know, mm-hmm. see what he can do for, or do against Derrick Henry, man. But I'm going to go with the Titans, obviously Derrick Henry, but Julio Jones really got going too. And if you can incorporate Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, and get A.J. Brown involved, I'm feeling really good about the Titans' chances in week three for sure. And you got to figure with A.J. Brown's drops this week, if he's not dropping the ball next week, the Titans could score even more than 33 points. So I, I definitely like the Titans. Falcons at Giants, man. Oh, gosh, this is this is a bad game. I tell you what, I picked the Giants last week and they just burned me so bad. And they should have won that game by all accounts. They blew it like uh, Dar- was it Darius Slayton or was it uh, was it Tony? I can't remember which one was deep, but just on the tip of his hand, dropped the pass. It was like I don't know if it was like a f- six inches too far or if he just he didn't run his route correctly. I don't know if it was on Daniel Jones or the receiver, but they blew it there. There was another play where they blew it. They lost. They, they shouldn't have lost to Washington. They shouldn't have. So Heineke, yeah, Heineke threw that pick, and the Giants had a chance to put the game away, and they had like a three-yard drive and just kicked a field goal. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll settle. Or they punted it. I can't even remember, but I was so aggravated. But uh, for that reason, I will not pick the Giants, and I will go with Atlanta. Battle uh, this- 0 2s. Someone's always got to go, and it's it's going to be Atlanta. I'm going, I'm going draw. They're going to be 0 2 and 1, Pat. <laughs> They're going to tie in overtime like 13 13. If they can score that many, it's going to be Pat, a barn despite, despite everything you said, I'm going to go with the Giants. The Falcons have just gotten destroyed both weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's not, no, I don't want to pick either of those teams, to be honest. Like, if we could just pass that one, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> The Eagles just destroyed them in week one. The Bucks destroyed them in week two. <laughs> Those are two man, good so. teams, though. I'm high on the Eagles. Yeah. Not high on the Eagles, but I like the Eagles. And, yeah, that, what are you going to do with the Bucks? Yeah, no, without a doubt. But I'm going I'm going Giants. I don't have much to say there, man. But a really exciting game in the AFC West. Chargers at Chiefs, man. I cannot wait to watch this game. Yeah, This, and after, this is going to be fun. After the Ravens beat the Chiefs, I don't see the Chiefs losing again next week, two weeks in a row. I do like the Chargers here, but the Chiefs at home are not going to lose two weeks in a row, so I will take the Chiefs. Yeah, it's got to be the Chiefs for me, too. Like you said, losing two weeks in a row, it's not going to happen. Chargers are having trouble finishing games like always, man. And it's at Arrowhead. We know it's one of the hardest places Mm -hmm. to play in the NFL, one one of the top few. So definitely going Chiefs there, man. Bengals at Steelers, Pat. Your division. Uh, It's got to be Steelers. I think... uh, the Steelers, 
did not look great against the Raiders, but I think part of that was just how well the Raiders played. And I'm although the Bengals are getting better, I'm still unsure on them. They're playing at the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Steelers are going to – I don't know if Deontay Johnson's going to play, but, I, I mean, Chase Claypool and Juju are still going to get a bulk of uh, a bulk of targets. They have uh, the tight end, Fryer. I can't remember how to say his last name. Do you know Fryermouth, Fryer, something like that? Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't even know, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Well, he's the starting tight end over Eric Ron there, and he's been really good. And uh, I, will, I will definitely take the Steelers there. I'm with you, man. I got to go the Steelers. Uh, even though TJ Watt got hurt, I feel like they should go out and win this game. The Bengals looked terrible against Cleveland, man. Like mm-hmm. Joe Burrow looked so bad for three quarters until they finally got something going, man. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase didn't get involved. Like Joe Mixon had a bad game. The Bengals did not look good. And I have, there's no reason to think that they should beat the Steelers. So I'm definitely going the Steelers too. Yeah. Joe Mixon burned me in fantasy. <laughs> burned me. So did Kamara. Those are my two running backs. Burn me. Yeah. Which Ooh, are normally nice. two two great running backs. Say it looks not, nice on paper. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, they happen to, you know, <laughs> on the same week, not put it together. They scored like 55 points last week and then like a combined 15 this week. Mm. How about the Bears at the Browns, Pat? It's got to be Browns, right? It's a lot of these I'm saying with some certainty, which I like. I'm feeling confident about the picks. Uh, mostly because... The Bears said if they, if Dalton's healthy, they're starting <laughs> Dalton, which I, I, I can't get over that. I can't get over it. They literally, one day they said Justin Fields is lo- farther along than we thought, and they're all high on him. And then they come out and say, oh, but if Dalton's healthy, he's our starter. It's like, why? We, we talked about this last week. Like, why not just put in Justin Fields? I don't understand it. And if Dalton's healthy, they're going to put him out there to start. And I don't think they're going to beat the Browns. Certainly not in Cleveland. Yeah. Justin Fields didn't look good when he came in either. Unfortunately, he was like five for 11 with a pick or something, but yeah, the fact that they would still go with Andy Dalton is absolutely mind blowing. I'm going with the Browns and I would go with the Browns, no matter who the bears started at quarterback, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but the Browns through and through that offense is that offense is legit. And they're going to score a good amount of points on the Chicago defense. Yeah, they are. It was like, yeah, the Bears didn't look great, and it was against the Bengals too, but yeah, I don't know. I would just start Justin Fields, but what do I know? I would too. What do I know? <laughs> Armchair quarterbacks over here, Pat, but that's all right. That's all right. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. <laughs> Ravens at Lions, Pat. I certainly, I certainly won't pick the Lions again after last week and what they did to me, so I will take the Ravens. Shocker. Hey, man, I'm not surprised. Three weeks in a row you picked the Ravens, man. You've been right two weeks in a row. So, hey, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I'm going with the Ravens for sure. The Lions do not have enough. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. Well, I wasn't right the first week because they lost. <laughs> they, they lost against oh, they... the Raiders week one. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I wasn't right. Okay. Total, I wish total... I was right. I wish I was yeah. right both weeks. I was almost wrong both weeks because <laughs> I for sure thought they might lose to the Chiefs, but mind they fart on my part out. man but oh, they absolutely should have won in week one is probably what i was thinking yeah like, they should they, they should have <laughs> and they blew it so thanks for bringing well, that one up it, i got you pat you know i got you <laughs> well i'm gonna pick the brutal third week in a row man and you know i'm gonna be wrong one of those times too but saints at pats and pat real quick for the saints game last <sighs> week they did get smacked and the offense looked terrible but i forgot they were missing eight members of their coaching staff. Did you see this at all? No, I didn't. I did not the know Saints, that. 
the Saints were missing eight members of their coaching staff. I can't believe I forgot to bring this up because of COVID protocol. Mm-hmm. So Ian Book, their third string quarterback, he's a rookie from Notre Dame, was handling offensive substitutions like the wide receiver packages and stuff because they oh, were wow. missing eight coaches. So like, the Saints were in a bad spot last week. I, I felt mm-hmm. like I had to get that in here before I talked about Saints at Patriots. <laughs> like, they yeah, were in they, a bad spot. They're not playing home games. Their coaches are out because of COVID protocol. It's like the fact that they played so well in week one was shocking. Uh, I, I'm still high on the Saints. They, they impressed me in week one. I still, you know, I like them, but honestly, I will go with the Patriots here at home. Let's go. Yeah, I will take the Patriots. I think that because the Saints already had problems last week, I think the Patriots defense is going to look good again. I think that's mm. going to be the big thing. And Mac Jones will be able to manage the game, uh, establish the run with Damian Harris, and I think they'll pull it out. Yeah, this kind of feels like a 23 to 17 win or thereabout for the Pats. I think it'll be a one score game, but I think the Pats come out with the win here without mm-hmm. a doubt. Yeah, I would agree. Arizona at Jacksonville, Pat. I don't know how much there is to talk about there. <laughs> no, we, I imagine this is a unanimous Arizona Cardinals pick here. 2 and 0, 0 and 2. We're rooting for, we're rooting for, uh, why am I? Uh, this is terrible. Uh, I don't know. We're, we're rooting. We're rooting for Trevor Lawrence. We're rooting for the Jaguars, but the Cardinals are just, they're not going to lose. I'm going to say that the Cardinals score 40 points in this game. I, I, I like, hope I feel, that comes true. I feel pretty good about that. It's a bold. Jacksonville looks awful. Could be bold, but also could not be that bold because the Cardinals offense is very good. Yeah. And that Jacksonville defense, there's not much to show there. No. And what they scored 34 against the Vikings last week. So. Yeah, I'm I'm going to Arizona for 40 points in the win. Washington football team at Buffalo. Bills. It's I yeah. mean the Bills beat the Dolphins what 35 nothing last week. It's we got to go with the Bills, right? And I don't have any in-depth analysis on that one. Washington should not have won against the Giants on Thursday night. <laughs> so they should already be 0-2 as it, as it is. I do like Heineke, but they the Giants blew that game. I mean, don't get it twisted the Giants blew it they should have won Washington should have lost and they're not going to win this game I just can't I even though he looked good in week two I can't pick a team quarterbacked by Heineke over a team quarterbacked by Josh Allen I just Mm -hmm. can't you know like I gotta go Bills here too I have now that alone just make the QB comparison that's that's a win for the Bills 99 out of 100 (laughs) without a doubt I would say no, I, I 100% agree with you, man. I can't see a world where Washington's winning this game, man. Jets at Broncos, man. These 2-0 Denver Broncos, Pat. I'm feeling good about them. Yeah, I'm definitely just going Broncos. How, yeah, we just said how the Jets were probably going to have a tough time, especially Zach Wilson against the Broncos defense. Even though you can sling the ball in Denver, you know, the thinner air, that's true. the yeah, higher that's elevation, you can sling the ball. But uh, I, I, don't see, uh, I don't see them pulling that one out. I see the uh, Broncos yeah. pulling that one out. I definitely don't see the Jets pulling that one out, man. And, you know, I, I'm kind of sick of all these Aaron Rodgers comparisons watching Zach Wilson. You know, I'm, I'm kind of sick of it. I, I would like I would like to tone that down. That's and, uh, and let's see. <laughs> you can't be comparing him to the reigning MVP. That's just not fair. Yeah, that's not fair to Zach Wilson. That's no. too high of expectations. Like he's in New Jersey. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong, man. I definitely agree with you there. We're both going Broncos. Dolphins <laughs> playing at. Uh, the Raiders, man, in Las Vegas, got to be the Raiders, Pat. You yeah, know, Dolphins I think couldn't score last week, and the Raiders are looking really good. 
yeah, after week one, I might have picked the Dolphins here, but two weeks in, I'm certainly I'm picking the Raiders, certainly. And playing at home too, it seems like that Las Vegas stadium is gonna be an absolutely fantastic place to play. It seems like they have a great environment there. It's a great stadium. They got the club section bringing in Bruce Buffer, bringing in the DJs. It's like, it's a good vibe there in Vegas. And I, the way Gruden's got the team playing, I think they're going to win. I absolutely agree, man. The Raiders look really good. And uh, I kind of see this as like a Patriot style team where they get better every game, Mm -hmm. like every single game that defense puts another piece together. They put a few more plays in the offense. I think this Raiders team is something to keep an eye on this season, man. I really do. Um, they're looking really good. I'm definitely picking them over uh, Miami without a doubt. I'm happy for I'm happy for the Raiders because I was worried about their move from Oakland to Las Vegas. So if they can if they can have a successful start to their tenure in Vegas, then mm-hmm. good on them. Pat, so far we have picked every game the same except the Giants Falcons game. Wow, that's so far exciting. <laughs> with with four picks to go, Pat Seattle at Minnesota. Who you got? This is where we might we might differ because I will I will stray from the path. I'm going to take the Vikings at home. I think I think the the Vikings put up a lot of points. I didn't like what I saw from the Seahawks letting their foot off the gas pedal late, giving it up to the Titans, the coin toss and OT. Obviously, they lost. I can't do much about that, but they let them drive down the field, win the game. So I'm going to take the Vikings here. I thought about picking the Vikings like I really did. And I was feeling the same way. I was like, you know what? They scored a lot of points. The offense looked good. But at the end of the day, Pat, my Kirk Cousins slander train will continue, man. I cannot pick a team quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins, man. I just that's can't fair. stand this guy. I, I don't know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's fair. I just I don't get it, man. So I'm going to Seattle there. And you look at quarterback matchup as we have in some other uh, situations, man. Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Give me Russ all day. I told I totally feel that and I really wanted to take the Seahawks <laughs> and Russell Wilson, but I wanted some variation. I feel like it's a game that could go that way. So mm. when in, you know, I'll when given the opportunity, I'll go with the Vikings there. Well, Pat, I'm gonna switch it up in the Bucks at the Rams, man. I'm picking Los Angeles. I'm wow. Uh, I was almost gonna do that. Uh, you you still can. I mean, no, nah, it's after- all right. No, <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. Because I was kind of 50 50 on it. But if you're going to take the Rams, I'll, I mean, hey, you made it easy for me because that was almost the bold pick for me. I can ride the Bucks all day and feel like a smart, you know, feel like a smart person. So there's, I will take, I'll take the Bucks. There's really no reason for me to make this pick, man. Like, I get that the good. Bucks have everything. They look great. Brady, five touchdowns last week. Gronk looks fantastic. But man, I, I'm buying into the Rams hype. Like I'm, I've bought in, I didn't do it for the entire off season. Mm-hmm. I kept saying the they gave up too much for Matt Stafford, man. This offense looks fantastic. The defense has all the stars they need, man. And, you know, in Los Angeles bucks on the road, I, I think this is going to be a really tough game. And I, I think this is a field goal victory. You know, this is a close game, but I think that they can put up points with the bucks. So I'm gonna go with the Rams this week, man, switch it up. And I do like that pick. Speaking of uh, field goals, did you see what was it? 62 yards. Uh, this That was the one kicked this week. 62-yard uh, field goal, I believe there was. Ooh, no, I did not hear that. But 
I, I feel like if you I can, got uh, him, yeah. yeah, Matt Prater, uh, 62 yarder for the Cardinals. He's had the franchise record. Of course wow. it's Prater, right? He's always had the, he's always had the big boot. So it didn't surprise me at all. That he was, was in Matt Denver Prater. forever. Yeah. I tell you what though, I was watching it. This thing could have gone 66 yards. It was unbelievable. He could have broken the NFL record if given the opportunity there. You remember seeing the clips of Sebastian Janikowski ripping like 70 yard field goals in the Raiders yeah. practices. <laughs> These guys can do it. It's funny when you look at like other teams though, and their kicker like maxes out at 49 and they like yeah. won't take the field goal from past like 47 yards. That's Bill Belichick. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, and then you have a so team with Matt Prater and they're lining up 62 yarders. Like, <laughs> you know, you're missing opportunities there as a team you're not wrong but that was i had to give uh matt prater a shout out that was pretty 62 yards is is wild he deserves it man that is pretty wild congrats to him i mean 62 (laughs) but pat you're going bucks here man anything else you want to say there no that's it for me that's all right it's a it's a good matchup i'm excited for it well little variation for us and who knows what's going to happen here man the pack visiting san francisco who you got winning that game what a great sunday night game too Sunday night primetime. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun to watch. I think I'm going to go Packers here. The 49ers look great, but I'm going to stick by my guy Rodgers, and I I will root for the Packers. They looked great. They looked great on uh, Monday night football. I'm I'm gonna do the same thing. I feel like that. I feel like Rogers. You know, you can't count him out. It doesn't matter what happened in Week One, the soft season, man. Whatever Mm -hmm. happened, water under the bridge. Rogers is out there trying to win games. Aaron Jones, after you know everything he did last week, I, I feel really good about Packers, man. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good game. Like you said, that 8.30 primetime, man, this is going to be a fun one to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another primetime game, and I like Rodgers in primetime. So I feel like they're, they're going to be the team that makes less mistakes, and I like that for them. I think it's going to be uh, Rodgers leading them to a win. Eagles at Cowboys, Pat. I'm going Cowboys, man. I like this offense a lot. You see Micah Parsons get moved to DN. Marcus Spears going crazy, saying he's already a top 10 defensive player in the NFL. I don't think that, but this was my pick, and everyone else's for defensive rookie of the year. He looks unbelievable. I'm I'm definitely going with the uh, Cowboys in this matchup. Well, Micah Parsons looked better at defensive end than he did at linebacker, which is so good. Kind of unbelievable. Like, do they try it out again and see if they just want to if they want to leave him there instead of linebacker? Yeah, they might look elsewhere. If it's working, I mean, why wouldn't you just leave him at defensive end? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, man. the way the Cowboys need it. So the way he played, I would just try him out there again and see how it goes because they might have found something that they never intended on. But Absolutely. you know, all that praise for Micah Parsons. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Eagles in this game. I think yeah, they come okay. back from last week. And I think their offense has a better showing, and I think that's the important part. You and I see the Eagles so differently, man. So different. I think I'm biased because <laughs> my brothers are Eagles fans. Ah. But they actually went to the Eagles game, and I'm, I feel bad that they had to see such a disappointing game out of the Eagles, but it had to be cool seeing a game in Philly. Without a doubt, man. I can imagine that crowd's got to be pretty crazy. That'd, that'd it, be fun. It to definitely be is. It, it definitely is a wild crowd. So, Pat, overall, man, just to recap – Right now, I'm sitting at 18 and 14 in my picks, and you're at 17 and 15. I got the one-game lead going into week three. I had the 8-8 eight and eight record from last week, but you went 12 and 4, so you had a much better week, too, than I did. I was feeling good. I was feeling good. It's Sometimes you pick pick teams just for fun pat you know and, mm-hmm. you know hey you know the, those lines let you down <laughs> and there won't be uh there won't be much separation i think we will pick what four games differently so a little yeah. bit of separation but for the most part we'll, you know we'll have similar records we're not going too far ahead of one another 
No, no, we're not, man. All right, Pat, let's get into some listener questions before we wrap this thing up, man. Joe Braverman put in, which MLB teams will make the wild card? Joe, we haven't been paying enough attention to baseball. We're going to be honest Admittedly, about that. Yeah. But we have fixed the AL wild card game that everyone wants to see, man. And Pat and I are both feeling it. We're feeling Red Sox Yankees in that AL wild card game. I mean, what two teams do you want to see in a, you know, just one game elimination, Pat? That's that's what it has to be. Because mm-hmm. even as a podcast that likes baseball but hasn't watched it as much this season as we probably should have, uh, that one is one we would tune in for. And that there would be a lot. There'd be so much on the line. And it yeah. depends on who gets the home game, too. Like, obviously, as Red Sox fans, that would be sweet at Fenway, hosting the Yankees, going to Yankee Stadium would suck. But if you're Yankees fans, you love that. I mean, you love the Red Sox coming into New York. And uh, you know what? As a Red Sox fan, we love the challenge, and uh, we will take you on all day in New York, in the Bronx. And all that's the matchup. That's the matchup. I do think that's the matchup that's going to happen, too. I, I do genuinely agree with you. Like, I don't think Toronto holds on to that spot. I think that I think that it's Yankees, Red Sox, man. It is that, crazy that the AL East, though, like Tampa's winning uh, their division, and then the three wild card contenders are the Blue Jays, Red Sox, and Yankees. Legit. You love that. AL East is balling out right yeah, now, man. Balling. And then for the National League, man, the Dodgers or San Fran, whoever doesn't win that division, I think wins the wild card game regardless. I don't think St. Louis, Cincinnati, San Diego, I don't think any of them uh, can really compete with San Francisco or the Dodgers. So mm-hmm. which, whichever one of them doesn't win the division, I got winning the wild card game. Yeah, normally I would say the Padres, but there's like 13 games to play and they're four games back. Yeah, and then obviously you have the Dodgers and San Fran in that division, so no one's really bouncing out. It's more like one team would just replace mm. the other one. So some, something drastic would have to happen. I, I agree with you there, man. Another question from Joe Braverman. Where should John Wall be traded to, man? I just, we talked about this last week. Ben Simmons, that seems like kind of a fit, but I don't know. I don't know how this works, man. This is This has to be one of those weird three or four team trades where a bunch of money gets moved around. John Wall's contract is so hard to move. I don't, I don't know where he ends up, man. I really don't. Yeah, and I don't know really what team he fits into. Do you know who the Bulls point guard is right now? Uh, they just signed Lonzo. Lonzo, that's right. Yeah. They got Lonzo. See, but, John Wall would have been a good fit there, yeah. but I forgot about the Lonzo. We did cover that. Yeah, Lonzo's to me, there. To me, this kind of feels like he gets bought out. If he's making $44 million, maybe he takes $20 million just to get out of the contract and sign somewhere because I don't, I don't know how a trade works out here. I really don't. No, John Wall is going to be a tough one. I, I really have no idea. I feel like I could see him ending up somewhere random, like the Pacers or like uh, somewhere random yeah. like that. Not on like a top contender. I just don't I see could, that for him right now. I, I, yeah, no, I agree with you there, man. Question from Jack Long. Will we see Mac Jones start to take some deep shots downfield next week? No. Uh, I mean, Bill doesn't let his quarterbacks take deep shots. That doesn't usually think- happen, no. I think I think we'll dink and dunk and use the run game to win against the Saints. I don't think this is the week where Max starts to let it rip. I don't think he's comfortable enough in the offense yet, and I think he's going to do exactly what Bill tells him to do. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think the receivers you guys have, I don't think that's really even in on the cards. Nelson yeah. Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. Like, There's not really guys that are, that are going to go catch the 50-yard bombs like a Henry Ruggs. You know, if you had a guy yeah. like that, Sure, but if there's no need to and there's no really good weapons, like it's not like you have Randy Moss on the team, you know. 
We're more of a check down to James White kind of kind yeah. of team over and here. And that's worked out fine <laughs> for the Patriots. I don't even think you need to do it. I agree with you, man. I don't I don't think it's happening quite yet. Jimmy McQuaid, if you could be a pro in one sport, which would you choose, Pat? That's a good question. I think just based off like your body and health and maybe because I'm a little lazy, uh, I would say golf or baseball. I would say one of the two. Golf would be ideal because that's just awesome. You, I mean, yeah, you could, you know, if you're good enough too, you could like be like Dustin Johnson, just have your caddy be your brother, give him a six figure income just by carrying your clubs and giving you advice, something cool like that. I, golf would just be the easiest, so I would go with golf. But that's not a you know real winner's mentality. So with what I was thinking, I, at first I was like, okay, where am I going to make the money? But then I was like, nah, nah, that's not what this is about. And I started thinking, what, what would I want to be like elite enough at? Like what actual skill? And I'm going to go with rock climbing. Like I wouldn't, would make, be cool. I wouldn't make any money. Like you, you don't get paid. It's not, it's not anything like that. But to have the ability to do like elite level rock climbing, that's the ability that I want. And it would be mm-hmm. so sick to just be able to like hop up on El Cap in Yosemite and climb 3000 feet like that. That to Mm -hmm. me would be the coolest thing in the world. So I'm going to go with that just for the experience part of it, being able to travel and like do some crazy stuff. Like that sounds sick. That's what Yeah, you could live like a van life, you know, link up with Alex Honnold. Like you guys do a movie together. You know, he had his documentary, you know, do a double doc, you know, (laughs) do, do his podcast with him. It'd be cool. I I like that for you. Yeah. We're not chasing them. We're not chasing the money out here, you know, (laughs) just just the leisure just the leisure man just some leisurely (laughs) well the chiefs win the afc from dave youngman i'm just because we're in week two i'm gonna just say yes because they're the favorite right now you know well i'm gonna say no because the ravens will but um (laughs) now in in all seriousness the chiefs probably will they just even though they did lose to the Ravens, it was almost a feeling of like, like Lamar, like we got the monkey off our back. Like we finally beat the chiefs. Like yeah. that's not good that we have to feel that way. You yeah. Know? It should be like, <laughs> all right, we're, you know, on to the next one. It shouldn't be like, Oh my God, like we beat the chiefs. So the fact that that's the case, it's like clearly everyone's gunning for the chiefs and with how good Mahomes is and how good that team is under Andy Reid, I just don't see them not winning the AFC. Yeah, I really like that perspective of that's not necessarily a good thing that that was the situation at hand. But uh, yeah, I, I do like that. I think they'll win just because they're the favorite man. I mean, Mahomes has that Brady vibe of, oh, mm-hmm. we're down two touchdowns at the end of the third quarter. Uh, cool. They're like, never out of it. it. No, yeah, they're never out it. of it. Not only are they never out of it, they're almost always in it. They're just yeah. they're always viable to win. Well, well said, Pat. Well said. Another question from Dave. How did the Rams and Lions fare on the trade after these first two games, man? I mean, the Lions didn't get better trading Matt Stafford away, but you get a good young quarterback to replace a guy that didn't want to be there and a couple first round picks. I mean, I don't think that's bad. I think the Rams clearly won with this trade. You know, I don't think the Lions necessarily lost, but I think the Rams definitely won getting Matt Stafford. Yeah, I don't think the that didn't put the Lions in like a bad place at all. I think they both fared well, to your point. Yeah. I don't think the Lions lost here. Goff has looked pretty good to his credit. He's looked pretty good for the Lions. I know they're 0-2, but it's because it's the Lions. I mean, what do they have? You know, their defense is not good. Tyra Williams, who they signed, is hurt again. He's always hurt. 
So it's it's like TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, and Jared Goff is the you know the three pillars of your offense, which is okay. But you also need a solid defense to back that, which they just yeah. don't have. So they'll be better in the future. They, for the first time in a long time, have potential to be better in the next few years. So I would say, based on that, they kind of won the trade. They didn't win it compared to the Rams, but it was a win for them. Pat, we're going to round out our questions with two questions from me that I thought of uh, this week because I'm a listener like of it. this podcast too, guys. But um, one thing I was thinking while I was watching football, I was like, is there a more – are there more interchangeable positions than offensive line, like in sports? Mm-hmm. Like they just throw guys left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard. Oh, let's put them at center. Oh, let's bump them left. And I'm like, man, you can't do that in any sport. I was like, basketball is kind of positionless. So that doesn't really count. But like, imagine in soccer, dude, you just, you're just throwing guys at different positions. Like it, it just doesn't happen in other sports, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if there's a more interchangeable position than offensive yeah, line. Yeah. And those other, or those other sports there's only certain guys who are utility players that'll play right. different positions like they're very specialized guys whether it's baseball or soccer right but no i i would agree with you i think you're right i mean we signed uh Alej- sorry we signed alejandro, alejandro villanueva to the ravens and then he was a left tackle but we just replaced orlando brown we're like all right we'll just throw you at right tackle it's like that wasn't his position but because it's <laughs> offensive tackle they can interchange it like that then of course Ronnie Stanley gets hurt and they're like, Oh, we'll just move you back to left tackle now. And then they put a guy for his debut at right tackle. So who knows? They could have ended up moving that guy to left tackle and then Kev Villanueva right tackle. So just uh, to my belabored point, I would agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you can't throw a second baseman at shortstop and you can't throw a center fielder in left field. If yeah. it's if sometimes it's a, a green can. monster, <laughs> that's only if they're a specialized player though. Right. Right, yeah, if they're one of those utility five-tool yeah. guys. But All like right. DJ LeMahieu or something, you couldn't just throw him at shortstop. Right. And so another question I had, Pat, how many games <laughs> left in the season till Larry Fitzgerald just rejoins these cards, man? Does he – Larry Fitzgerald has to come back. I hope this he does. looks so good, dude. Even if I it's just like a player coach. Ring. I hope just as even as like a player coach, I would love it. He could take one snap all year, but I would love if he was back. Just so he gets a ring. Like if they're they're competitors, in my opinion, I had them as one of my Super Bowl dark horses. I need Larry Fitzgerald to chase a ring, man. I do. I hope I he do. does. I hope he comes back and gets it again, even if he barely plays. Because I already felt bad for them when they didn't win mm. against the Steelers way back when. I still think yeah. of that legendary Matt, the Madden cover where it's uh, uh was it Troy Polamalu and then Larry Fitz. So great. James Harrison with the hundred yard interception yeah. return, oh, dude. The oxygen insane. mask after, yeah, oh, insane, crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was unbelievable. All right, Pat, time to uh, move this thing on and wrap it up. We'll get on to what we've learned, but of course, as always, we got to get an add-in from BookThinkers. So, if you read personal development books, you have to check out BookThinkers, a company that's dedicated to helping you fulfill your life through books. Every day on Instagram and every week on their podcast, the team over at BookThinkers helps you discover new books and new mentors that you can use to achieve more and live better. The right book at the right time can absolutely change your life. So please find out more by heading over to Instagram and typing in BookThinkers or going to BookThinkers.com. Now, Pat, tell me what you learned this week, man. So what I learned, uh, well, obviously the media is always crazy. We saw the Zach Wilson thing that I mentioned earlier, asking him if he was seeing ghosts out there, but they're really, they were really jumping to conclusions about Aaron Rodgers. And 
I don't think I feel like we didn't. I mean, I picked him for my MVP pick, and then all I said was that I just wasn't feeling as good about it because they had such a bad week, and it's hard to come back from even one bad week as an MVP right. candidate. Because his was like really bad. It was really bad. But <laughs> you should know, you know, it is still Rodgers. I I get that the offseason was tumultuous, but he did come back. I think the team overall is in good spirits, especially after this win. Aaron Jones got going. Devontae Adams is happy to have Rodgers back. I think just like uh, the Raiders we were saying, I think this season the Packers are just going to get better as they go. I think the first game was going to be their worst game of the season. And, yes, they'll still lose a few games, but I think overall they're going to get better every game. And so the media did jump to conclusions about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in general, and I think they're going to be just fine. Although they will play the rest of the season under a tight microscope. Because, you know, if he has yeah. another bad game like that, there it's going to be the same talks again. Like, should he retire? Didn't we get like a list? We got like a listener question last week, didn't we, about him retiring? Yeah. yeah. And there you yeah. go. So it's those are going to be like this. A lot of the a lot of the takes from those uh, from those guys on NFL Network and ESPN and so on. Who, yeah, who put, I think it was Kevin David, man. Like, should Rogers retire? And we're like, come on, come on. Like, no, it was one bad game. It was week one. He just got back oh, from man. Hawaii. He's still, you know, he hasn't even cut his hair. Still on island time, you think? Yeah, he's still got a tan. He's playing <laughs> in Wisconsin and he's still got a tan. So just give him the time. Until the tan wears off, we haven't seen full force Rogers. That should, be the name of, that should be the name of the episode. He's in yeah. Wisconsin and he still has a tan. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you're, you know, he's playing in Wisconsin until the tan goes, you know, you can make those remarks. But once that happens, it's it's back to full force Packers. Man, got to clip that, man. That was fantastic. There's no way there's any tan it. people in Green Bay. There's no way. Wisconsin's going to be coming for you, Pat. They're yeah. Be coming for All the you, cheese man. heads. <laughs> yeah, but I agree that we we can't jump to conclusions like that, especially with Rogers, yeah. man. I mean, this this no, guy's a no tan top five people, ever. tan people coming out of the dairy state. <laughs> uh, we should just end it right there. I don't even yeah. want to do mine. <laughs> Great episode. No, uh, all right, Pat. What I learned this week, man. I was thinking about this Brady to Gronk connection, man, because. Their last three games, Super Bowl, week one, week two, six touchdowns to Gronk, man. Gronk started off this season with four touchdowns in his first two games. And, man, I was thinking, like, this is one of the few best quarterback-to-receiver duos to ever live, and I don't think that we talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we talk about the Gronk aspect of how great Brady is. You know what I mean? Like, Brady to Gronk is as good, if not better, than Peyton Manning to Marvin Harrison. Like, already has more touchdowns than Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. And, like, Steve Young and Jerry Rice and all these legendary duos, man. Phillip Rivers and Antonio Gates. Like, one, I think that Gronk is the best tight end in the history of the NFL. And I don't think that he gets credit or respect for that. But, two, I think Brady to Gronk may be the greatest quarterback to wide receiver duo ever. And I know he's not a receiver, but... If, if it's not the greatest, it's top three. I think Marvin Harrison and Peyton Manning are really the only ones that I would put right on the same par as Brady Gronk, man. Especially yeah. when you think about winning championship after championship, man. I think they have four rings together now. Like It's, yeah, it's no, pretty impressive. For sure. And for tight I ends, I mean, all time and touchdowns, he's only behind Tony Gonzalez for tight ends. 
And who, yeah. I don't know how long Grog's going to play, but he's got plenty more scoring left to do this season, and he's going to move up that list. He's going to pass Isaac Bruce, who's right above mm-hmm. him. He could potentially, the way he's been going, he could potentially hit 100 touchdowns this year, which would be crazy. He'd pass Tim Brown at ninth. He'd be right behind Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, that that's pretty incredible, man. That's some that's some rare air. But yeah, that's what I learned this week, Pat. Man, I think I think Gronk is underrated all time, and I think that Brady to Gronk connection is underrated all time as well. That's that was we my certainly takeaway. never expected them to come back like this this season. We didn't <laughs> expect Gronk to come back at all. So the fact that they're doing this this season in twenty twenty one is crazy. Gronk was retired three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's crazy. like, oh, you guys, yeah. He went from, oh, you guys aren't trading me. I'm just gonna retire to coming out of retirement and then just resuming one of the best careers of all time. Oh man, it is pretty impressive. It, it really is. Now, Pat, that's episode 39, man. We hope everyone enjoyed it. We're back to dropping it on a Wednesday, so I yes. uh, hope those Wednesday listeners, mainly Brett, who gets angry at me for these Thursday episodes, <laughs> hope hope he's okay. But uh, man, thank you to all the listeners out there. We don't take your time for granted. We appreciate you spending this time with us. And I mean, anything you can do to help us like, share, save, subscribe, any button you can press, it's going to benefit us in some way, man. So we appreciate all the listeners out there. Pat, how are we feeling, man? You feeling absolutely. good this one? Yep, absolutely. It's the Roy Campanella episode. There's, I feel like there's a lot of number 40s. We'll see who's next week. I, but I feel like there's a lot of number 40s out there. First one off the top of my head, Pat Tillman, man, but we might find someone else. Yes. We might find yeah, someone else. Yeah, we'll find, we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely find, we'll find a good one. I think right, better yeah. than 39. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, y'all, that's episode 39. Thank you for listening and peace out. See you guys. You are listening to Right Off the Bus. Thank you.